Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? We are back and better than ever, live from Las Vegas, VSIN Final Countdown, Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown. Pickens right there, right before we come back on. (laughs) Unfortunately, if if only we got one of those in the end zone. First touchdown score would have been nice (laughs) last night. Which, speaking of which, we did wrap up week 12 in the NFL with Monday Night Football last night, which also happened to be... Teaser leg number one, as we look ahead to week 13, we are rolling those teasers in. Um, If you joined us last night, taking the eight and a half with the Steelers, which ended up not even needing because they won the game straight up, neither here nor there. But it is time for Teaser Tuesday. Play that music, Steph. It's another, another one. Another one. Teaser Tuesday. You love to hear it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're going to make it through all 18 weeks, and we're and then we're going to get the cease and desist letter on that thing. <laughs> that's, that's when we're going to we'll get the like, C&D. And then we'll, we'll have a new one for next year. Yeah, we'll have a new it's already been jingle. done. Don't even worry about it. We'll let it. you sing the jingle. <laughs> but that is a good reminder, I think, for people, too, that you can, just because we're separating weeks for teasers, mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. You can still place a bet on Monday night and have it roll into week 13. You could even hold out, I guess, for whatever else you want to <laughs> Out there, and if you want to get real wacky, you could have teased the Steelers last night with the tease with the Steelers this week. If you wanted to, you could have had a Steelers Steeler teaser leg. Uh, They find themselves as one and a half point. Well, they were one and a half point dogs. Now they are one and a half point favorites. Uh, You could so now it's the Falcons is the leg in this uh, in this teaser. So the Steelers going to head on the road to the Falcons as one and a half point favorites. Forty three is the total. If you wanted to take the Falcons up to seven and a half, you could. 
do that. I am going to take a hard pass here on this. This Falcons team, man, this this was an offense that – Always the quick reminder, the stuff you see on the screen if you're watching at home is the number that is posted here behind us at the South Point. I'm reading you uh, rest of country books right now, so rest of country books point, point and a half in favor of the Falcons. Um, I mean, in favor of the Steelers. So this Falcons offense, while it was functional, I would say, like at the beginning of the year and was certainly overperforming, if we looked at the advanced metrics, they were actually like, you know, in the upper third of the NFL and we thought they were going to be complete garbage, but... They've come back down to earth here. Now there's no Kyle Pitts. Like, Marcus Mariota has been, what's, well, I mean, he's been bad. Like, they're going to, and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if it's this game at some point in the middle of this game. If not, it might, might be next week. Like, he's going to hit the pine. Now that they're pretty much out of it, you know, as far as the, the playoff picture goes, which I mean, I guess they could win out and the Bucks could lose out and they could still get it done or something. But, I imagine this is going to be the end. We're going to see Desmond Ritter at some point. And so that that is also coming fairly soon, which is another reason why I'm not in a rush to back the Falcons really for the rest of the season, because I think at any give at any moment, it could be like, okay, let's see what we got in this guy. Because, you know, look, Marriott is not the future. Anyway, they spent a draft pick on Ritter. They got to see what's going on. So, uh, not going to get me to back the Falcons here. I don't okay. think down the stretch very often. That's fair. The mm-hmm. one that I do currently have in pocket, and you can share mm-hmm. your thoughts, but I'm pretty sure you did the same thing, um, was I put the Steelers with the Ravens, taking them up from, uh, taking them down rather from mm-hmm. eight and a half to two and a half, hosting the Broncos this week. Yep. I did the exact same thing. That is, and listen, it is, you're going to need to get on this because it is actually at nine at one of the books out there. Now you're still, you're still getting eight and a half, eight, eight and a half for the majority of the books out there. So don't let it get to nine. If you do want to get this in the account, listen, this seems like a, is, and I'm not very high on the Ravens. I think from a long-term standpoint, you know, (laughs) that was a very similar thought process on on my end. I'm like, they just continue to let me down week in and week out, but this, they're playing the Broncos this week. They can win by a field goal. Long-term. I'm not high on the Ravens, but look, you, this Broncos team, quite literally, I mean, we only do 1 to 10 in our power ratings, which stick around. But uh, yes. I do 1 to 32 every week. The Broncos are like 29th for me. I mean, like they're that they're that far down. They're that low. They can't put points on the board. Like, they can't score. And so, if you can't score, you can't win games. So, I mean, I think the Ravens do enough on the offensive side of the ball. We're only asking them to win by a field goal in this thing. So, uh, do really like that a ton. So, I do have that leg in there. One of the ones that I would highly advise staying away from, though, Stormy, if I were playing a teaser leg this week, if I was running as fast as I could, it would be this Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, where you could take the Lions up See, to seven I and a half. You would, I thought you might like that one. Ooh, there, there just seems like an incredible amount of variance involved in that game. Like, good Trevor Lawrence could beat this Lions team double By a digits. Million. Yeah, like double digits for sure. We get bad Trevor Lawrence, then Lions could win this thing outright. You know, so well, and like, the Lions have been so pesky. That's the reason why I thought that maybe I could see you buying in on them is just because they are one of those kind of like naggy, stick around type of a teams, and, and you're giving them seven and a half, eight points. Mm. If, if you like the Jags last week, they started to show. It was, it was like you know, you, we've gotten those little glimpses of them this year where you start to go, man. It's, there's, there might be something there, you know, and then they let you down the next week. And then like, the, uh, there might be something like it was again that you, we got that again from this Jags team this past week is that glimpse of like, oh man, like Trevor Lawrence might actually be a guy. Like he might be a dude in this league. And so 
Like that fourth quarter end of game drive. <sighs> yes. Like if you're like, that's what you are, man. It was good. And Bright like the, future ahead. The, they got playmakers and they've got whatever. It's just, it, I don't know. It's, there seems to be a lot of variance in that one for me, so I, I, I'm i going to stay stay away from okay, that. Okay, so if you're staying mm-hmm. away from that one, let's talk about a team that you cannot quit, that you have also seen glimpses of and are buying in on, and they continue to be in your top ten of the power rankings. The Chargers and Raiders are going head-to-head. Do you think that the Raiders might be worth teasing up to the eight? <sighs> it's a game with a 50-and-a-half total. It seems like there's – a decent amount of variance in this one as well. Um, I try to go to these games where I think it plays more within a margin, you know, like, like plays more within a margin. Like I, I see why it's at 15 and a half, right? I mean, like, again, the Raiders offense, even without a lot of key pieces, as long as you've got Devonte Adams out there, like you're, you're still pretty legit. Right. And then the chargers, I think with Keenan Allen back out there, were were much more efficient as well this year. So, I mean, this last week, so I can't really, Get there either. The one I did do. You, the bangles? other Bengals? Did you do Bengals? I did Browns. I took the okay. Browns down. And that's a down. 47 total, so. I took the Browns down to one, and here's here's the argument against this, and I think that this is at least somewhat valid, but I just don't really buy into it. It's the, okay, Deshaun Watson hadn't played meaningful football in, in a couple of years, and I, and I get all that, but the Texans have been by far the worst team in the NFL over the last two months of the season. They have no playmakers. They have benched their quarterback that wasn't good in the first place for a guy that's even worse. If that tells you anything, Kyle Allen is going to go again this week for the Texans. They have a couple of playmakers. You know, they're one good player on offense in cooks. Doesn't want to be there. They can't run the ball anymore because there's just no threat of passing. So teams can just basically load up the boxes. There's a whole lot going against this Texas team. And then, Oh yeah. On top of that, their defense is a bottom five unit in every single aspect of the entire, of the entire playing defense in the NFL. So even if Deshaun Watson is rusty, if they cannot win this game by a pernt, I'm asking for one pernt. Yeah. One pernt is all I'm asking for. Um, then they got they got big problems. So I, I took the Browns in, in uh, another one of those teasers. Okay, so that was one of my favorites. The Ravens, obviously, the other because it's already in the account. And my third favorite is the Seattle Seahawks to yes. just win by two against the, the Rams. Just get that down to one and a half. What do you think? And, and guess what? That, for whatever reason, and I don't know if some news happened while we were here, and I can't imagine that it did, but uh, that's down to seven and a half. So um, you, you can get just a point, point and a half here. This yep. was sitting eight literally when we started the show. So, again, I don't know. Maybe there was some news come out that Stafford might go for the Rams or something. I, I, I don't know. And but, only uh, move it a half a point? Yeah. I don't. I, well, I mean, who's it going to think? He can't throw it himself. <laughs> I mean, you know, he can't throw it himself. Tutu Atwell can only get you so far in uh, all this. But, yeah, so it's Because I love that. I, do, I mean, the Rams – the Rams are not winning no. games anymore. No. And they, they I'm mad not. at myself for not asking Danielle this when she was on the program, but like, why are we even questioning whether or not Matt Stafford should be coming back? He should just be hanging it up for the year. They're, they have three wins. They're they're going nowhere. This is the other thing about this. Like Aaron Donald, if you're, if he, I don't care if it's the most mild ankle sprain on the face of the planet. Like what, what would you, why would you trot him out there for well, this? But it's, a high ankle sprain. I was trying to think about this earlier, and I heard somebody say a name. The only player I could really think about that has come back and played the week of being diagnosed with mm-hmm. a high ankle sprain was Buda Baker, safety from the Cardinals. Yeah. Like, other than that, that is a two- to four-week minimum injury every time that you hear about it. So I do not expect him to play this week. I, and I don't know why you would, 
like risk a guy who is so important to what you do on defense. Your team is struggling so much. You're not good. Why put him in any danger of injuring that I, more significantly? I, yes, I agree. I mean, look, if this season's this season's toast, like it's, it's done. So you you if you think there's anything salvageable with this team that was kind of only had a two or three year window as it was anyway, you mortgaged away the future to, to like win now. You have to be looking at next year, next year. You have to be looking at next season. So, yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. You mentioned Cincinnati. They fall in the range as well. I mean, they're sitting two, two-and-a-half-point dogs here to the Chiefs. Yep. This thing opened at three and instantly got bought up. So, a lot of support for Cincinnati right off the bat when this thing opened at three, and it came off that three rapidly in a couple of different books. Now, the two-and-a-halves are even gone, and so we're sitting just at the flat two here. So, Cincinnati getting a ton of respect in the market, um, and look, this is obviously predicated on the thought that, that Jamar Chase is going to be back this week. If this was not, it would be back at the three. But I think I think the sentiment was is he was really close last week mm-hmm. and probably could have gone if it had been this Chiefs game, but it wasn't. And so, like, I think they wanted him for this Chiefs game. Yeah. You know, Well, and, so. and then even without having him available last week to see – the Bengals still be able mm-hmm. to get the job done for T Higgins to have a day. Like they have weapons outside of him too, that when you throw him back in there, mm-hmm. it gives them. And this defense has been play- underrated, yes. underrated. This defense has been playing really, really well. And the Bengals just in general mm-hmm. have been a team that while they looked off earlier in the season and that offensive line looked terrible, things have really started to come together for them a lot better this back half of the year. Um, we're going to step aside. Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT, our VSIN senior basketball handicapper, is going to join us on the other side. We'll get into some NBA. He's got some college hoops, college football, NFL. JVT does the it whole, all. The whole he gamut. does it all. Maybe we'll even talk some soccer. Soccer. Don't go anywhere. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of 115000 bucks all season long. Guinness made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown Speaking with you. Speaking of Guinness. Yes. We needed actually the Guinness Book of World Records out here when, when we rolled in to the South Point today because we could have set a record. For the most people wearing cowboy hats watching a soccer game at the same time in, a, in the same space. Like, we would have won that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, like I don't, belt buckles and, and or cowboy hats, one of the two. That's, a, that's a pretty fun one. I yeah, like that. We'd have had that for sure. What would your over-under just, like, general number be of the folks in here earlier? Oh, it was uh, in the percentage of cowboys? Yes. 95%. 95%. <laughs> yes, it was 95% cowboy in we'll, here. We'll see if our guest has yes. any cowboy in him. Welcome in, Jonathan Von Tobel, Senior NBA Betting Analyst over here at VEASAN, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, as well as Live Bet Saturday and Sunday on the weekends. Welcome in, JVT. Um, do you have any uh, cowboy buckles or boots we should know about? Uh, Grandpa Robert, may he rest in peace, uh, used to wear big old uh, gold bu- uh, belt buckles when I was a kid. So I think that's about okay. as close as it comes. All right. All right. I, can, I can vibe with that. Yeah, I, I like that. it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Let's talk uh, a little bit of hoops with you. So the news of the day, uh, Timberwolves star Carl Anthony Towns expected to miss four to six weeks with a right calf strain. How big of an impact does that have on the T-Wolves moving forward here, JVT? You know, so I was going through some of the numbers, Stormy, and, like, the on-court, off-court numbers, they don't really represent, like, a whole bunch of different stuff, right? Like, they're not, uh, in like, really worse without him on the floor. They're not really better without him on the floor. They're all hovering within, like, a point in terms of their net rating. Uh, if you want to read a little bit too much into it, they have a negative net rating when he's on the court. It's slightly positive when he's on, but we're talking about, like, 0.8 to, like, 0.6, right? So there's not really that big of a difference. But what I'd be interested in as we move forward here. You know, one of the, the stories has been Anthony Edwards and some of the comments he's made for a while now, but like, you know, the congestion of the court and the spacing issues. And you see it when they play. I, I wonder if this might be a small blessing in disguise for them. Not that this is all Carl Anthony Towns fault, but the fact that now you're playing with one true big and that you might get a little bit smaller and that this floor might open up a little bit more for guys like Anthony Edwards. Um, I think this actually might kind of not work for them, but they might not be as bad uh, going forward without Carl Anthony Towns as maybe some would suggest. I'm really interested to watch them moving forward and their schedule is pretty tough. And you, you, you guys have it right there, right? It's Grizzlies, Thunder, Pacers, uh, and then road trip to the jazz back to back against the trailblazers. Like this is going to be some like rated opponents, but I, I have a feeling that they might be a little bit better than we think they are because of what's happening. John, I'm watching this. Uh, I'm watching the Suns and Kings game last night and I'm looking at this Kings team and I see like, feels like this team gives up a ton of points. And, like, so yep. I go and I look, and it's just, you know, 122, 122, 115, 113, 129, you know, 130. So it's, it's, it's crazy. 
is this just like a dead over or pass team with this Kings? I mean, is, is they shoot the three fairly well a lot of the times, and then they just give it up a ton. Booker goes for 44 last night. Uh, it just it seems to me like every night I should be trying to find a reason to bet the over with this Kings team. Uh, you know, Matt, you can make that argument, uh, but, you know, as we always say, right, if we know it, they know it, they being the odds makers. Team's only 9-9-1 of the over uh, so far this year. Uh, these totals are really high. We're talking about totals, I think, in the month of November, if I have my math correct. Uh, the average total for them has been 231 or something like that, maybe a little bit less, maybe 229 and a half. Uh, their totals have been really high, to, and for good reason. So the market has really adjusted pretty well to what this team is. Um, but what I'm more interested in, because you mentioned, of course, right now I think I've got them at, uh, let's see, 24th in defensive efficiency and non-garbage time, 115.4 points per 100 possessions. And you look at, you know, they failed to cover uh, four out of the last five games. As their power rating, you know, gets better and improves, um, it's going to be harder to cover numbers for this team because of exactly what you're talking about, not being able to hold leads. If you're laying points in a lot of situations, you're not going to be able to cover some really big numbers. Um, I'd be interested in maybe looking to go against this team. The best example, by the way, uh, was um, I think it was November 20th. They played the Detroit Pistons. They closed the 10.5-point favors. They ended up winning that thing by eight or nine points. So I think I'm, I'm really going to start to look at maybe, especially as this rating improves, going against them from a spread standpoint, because especially if it's a big number, they just can't keep teams mm -hmm. out the big numbers they're laying. JVT, three games in the NBA coming up tonight. The Knicks, a four-and-a-half-point favorite at the Pistons. Warriors favored by one in Dallas. And the Clippers getting three-and-a-half against Portland. Um, anything today? I know you put out the market report this morning, as you do every day. Make sure you go to vcin.com to check those out each and every day. But any wagers that you ended up placing on tonight's slate? Uh, I will say this, Stormy. If the market continues to move in the direction it is with Golden State in Dallas, I might have to get involved um, so the betting market has a problem, um, and they need to realize this. The Dallas Mavericks aren't that good. Uh, they're not as good as at least in terms of their rating. You know, this team, guys, is 113-1 against the spread in its last 15 games, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the betting market really likes this team. It has them rated very high. But this is a team that is barely getting by because their offense is ter terrible without Luka Doncic on the floor. There's a reason why they went to go sign Kimball Walker the other day, because they desperately need another guard to create for them outside of him and Spencer Dinwiddie. And you see this a lot where they'll throw Luka Doncic onto the bench because he needs rest. He can't play every minute of every single game. And their offense craters and teams get back into games. So I think from an in-game standpoint, it's very much worth looking at playing against Dallas whenever Doncic hits the bench. But it's just been worth it from a pre-flop standpoint, betting against this Dallas Mavericks team. And on the flip side, you might say, well, the Warriors have been struggling, right? Warriors won five out of six games. They've covered four of those. Uh, and they're looking a lot better on the road. Their rotations are getting ironed out a little bit here when it comes to their bench. Uh, unless I missed something on the injury report in the last hour, if this continues to head in the direction of Dallas and, you know, we're talking like, you know, like if I get a decent plus price on the Warriors from a money line perspective, I might go back to the well and play it against this Mavericks team. Mm. Let's head over to the NFL and we have the Chargers coming to town here to see the Las Vegas Raiders, John and uh, Raiders catching a couple of points at home and uh, you're going to go ahead and play them. Yeah, I think, Matt, you and I talked about this on Friday, right, when it came to the Seahawks game, where it seemed the market had turned its back finally on the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, you know, there was those three games the early part of the year where they closed as road favorites uh, that kind of culminated with their loss in Jacksonville. And finally, the market kind of understands, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be rating this team as high as we have been recently. Uh, so then what happens? 
And they go off as like four, three and a half point favorites to the Seahawks. They win in overtime there. They score 40 points. And now they come back home against the Los Angeles team that I think rates pretty similarly to the Las Vegas Raiders, despite the difference in record. And there's only a two game difference here. I think just like, again, like this is one of those things where the pendulum has now swung a little bit too far in the other direction. I would say at the very most, this should be pick on a somewhat weak home field for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they're starting to kind of work things out offensively and especially if Josh Jacobs is going to be out there, I know it's reported that he's not going to practice much this week, but he had that strained calf going into that Seahawks game. We saw what he did against a team that is still, I think, what, sixth worst in EPA per play against the run. I, I just, I would sit here and I would grab a plus two and a half in which, uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders, which is still out there, one or two shops, and also a small plus price on a money line against the Chargers. Yeah, Josh Jacobs in that game with the most yards from scrimmage of any player in the last seven years. So despite the calf strain, still a pretty solid right. performance from him. Um, looking at this Colts team, obviously you're a fan. You pay very close attention to the squad. They were in action last night. RIP Jeff Saturday, who now apparently wishes that he had that third down mm -hmm. back. He has said in Funny his press works. conference. But uh, your thoughts on what you maybe learned about the team last week that you can take into this week against the Cowboys? Well, I don't know if we learned much, right? They're still the same team, Stormy. It's like it's a team that struggles to score. It is a team that has a quarterback whose average depth of target is just over six yards downfield. Uh, it's the, a team that lacks explosiveness with their offense and struggles to protect their quarterback who's got kind of a noodle arm. Those are all things that are going to work pretty poorly here against the Dallas Cowboys. But I do think the one thing they can kind of do uh, is run the ball against Dallas. We saw a couple of weeks back, Dallas really struggled to contain that ground game of the Green Bay Packers, over 200 yards and five yards per carry in that game. I don't think that I don't necessarily want to grab 11, even though this number continues to rise and I might be more tempted. Um, but I think I'm going to play this under the total. I think this Colts team has enough to keep Dallas with some uh, shortened drives offensively with their ground game. And on the flip side, uh, by the way, I should also give them credit. Uh, defensively, they're a pretty solid team, Indianapolis. But on the flip side, I think they're going to have a lot of trouble with his pass rush for Dallas, and the Colts aren't going to have their own offensive success here. So uh, this one, I got under 44. It's down to like 43 and a half. Uh, I would agree, obviously, with the market move here because I think it opened like 45 or maybe even 45 and a half in some spots. But I, I would not foresee a high-scoring affair on Sunday night. John, let's head to college football. We were just talking about TCU. Win or lose one, do you think that they're in the Final Four? And uh, it doesn't really matter because you, you think they're going to win. Uh, yeah, I do think they're going to win, but yes, I think they're in as well. I, I think that they have done enough and the teams around them, man, have crumbled enough uh, that their resume is strong enough. That even a one-loss non-conference champion should be able to make it in with TCU's resume. Uh, but I just kind of wonder, like, we, we've been doing this whole year, right? Like, every single week, it's like the market comes in against TCU, and every single week almost, they're 9-2-1 against the spread, uh, the market fails. And now you get Kansas State, who I don't think is really playing like great football up to this point. Will Howard has been okay at quarterback. His turnover really plays have been up recently. Uh, I just think maybe we're just kind of, again, like we're talking about the Raiders. I think we're just kind of not giving this TCU team enough respect, even though we're talking about them consistently delivering outside of the other thing where the Raiders just weren't delivering and the market can, kept giving them respect. It's kind of the inverse here. So, yeah, I'm going to lay under a field goal here with TCU against Kansas State, who has the makings of potentially a pretty public underdog coming into this weekend. TCU 9-2-1 against the spread this year. So, yeah, they've been pretty good in that end. Thank you so much, JVT. Appreciate your time as always. It was good to talk to you guys. Thank you. Jonathan Von Tobel. And make sure you download the Hardwood Handy Coppers podcast. You can get it anywhere you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the whole shebang. Tulane in action in the American Conference Championship this weekend as well. One of just two teams with a better cover percentage than TCU. Them and the Beavers, 10-2 ATS. Tulane and Oregon State. Fun facts for you there because I know how much you love those. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, a few NFL win totals might be worth getting in on in season.
is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's Tuesday, which is good news for those of you listening because the VSIN Cyber Monday deal has been extended. Sign up today and become a VSIN Pro <laughs> subscriber. You'll get a daily recap of the top plays made from VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving for every game. Deep dive, daily betting reports, plus the upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. New VSIN Pro annual subscribers get a $20 credit to the store. The VSIN store is a great place to shop for sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, all the great Gary could need but hurry up this offer will not last long sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe well guess what you know what that's gonna run you 133 oh you are so close what 134.44 ah, i was gonna say 133.50 134.44 canadian i was trying to look up real quick oh there it is it is gonna cost you 11,459 cfp franc okay and uh, that's the uh, currency of Senegal because Senegal is going to take you down. You wish. Senegal is going to take you, you down. Wish. And there it is. Senegal, let's do this, baby. Senegal gets the win for me today in our draft that I didn't. That, that He's just I'm jealous because I still have a half a point edge yes. in the World Cup standings. Yes. Done and done. Let's Played go. Played for big money, too. $10,000 bet between the two of us. Or pride, you know, <laughs> one or, or the other. Or one whatever. or the other. It's kind of like that Justin Fields prognosis where it was like he's either out indefinitely or day-to-day. Or, or so. day-to-day. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, Aaron Rodgers told Pat McAfee earlier today that he got good news with his scans yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plans on playing this week against a team that he is part owner in the Chicago Bears. I own you, he continues to say. But if, So now it's the thumb and it's the oblique and or rib. He thought that it was a punctured lung. Fortunately, those scans came back positive right away. Um, but Packers, a four-point favorite in Chicago, taking on the Bears this weekend, total 43 and a half. Yeah, the Bears are just devoid of talent at this point. I mean, like even now, two, two other guys on their team that had a pulse, they're both gone as well. Darnell Mooney is gone. Um, Eddie Jackson's gone. Like it's just, there's no, there's no talent left on this bears team. And so, especially if we're going with the Trevor Simeon thing yet again, this is going to be uh this is going to be bad news, even if it is. And I honestly, I kind of wouldn't care if this was Jordan love, even I, like, even if it was Jordan love, I would probably still be back in the Packers in this, in this situation. Interesting. They're so bad. I mean, the bears are just so, so bad on defense that I'm, even a Jordan Love-led Packers team would be able to move the ball. Speaking to that, um, by the way, earlier today, there was a little bit more news. Um, yeah, Eddie Jackson's out indefinitely now mm-hmm. as well with a Liz Frank injury. So, like, the injuries on that – I mean, not not injuries on that defense, but the pieces that are now missing continually with the pieces that they've traded away and now injuries, it just continues to get worse and worse. Um, okay, there are a number of, like – we do this in the preseason. We look at season win totals that we're interested in betting throughout the year. We say, are they going well? Are they not going well? But you can also, like – get in on some of these numbers where they sit now. Was there anything that has been attractive to you as we sit here with still, you know, six weeks, six games left on the schedule for these teams that you thought it was intriguing? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things too, where we talk about like these, these, these markets are dynamic still like they're, they're moving. There's always opportunity. Yeah. Like each and every, each and every week. And I mean, we start to, we, you do have to kind of handicap though at this point, at least from the really, really good teams, angle 
motivation down the line. And, and I don't think we will get to a point where either side has just a, a coast job. But we'll see. I mean, like the Eagles right now, we assume will still be kind of looking over their shoulder at the Vikings, maybe the Cowboys or whatever for that number one overall seed. That is still maybe within question. So you take a look and and before we start to say like, well, you know, I mean, them getting to 15 wins in a 17-game season, do they get to a point where they just punt off one of these games as well? And I mean, I think that that's a fair, I think that's a fair question in this because they might actually get to a point where they're like, eh, well, you know what? We're, uh, we're good. Like week 18, you know, we don't need this anymore. And so that's certainly something that we do have to, I think with at least these really good teams have to try and figure out, is that something that they could, that they could possibly do? I mean, like, and then you have a team like the Browns, which is super interesting. The Browns updated win total is set at seven and a half. The Browns have four wins currently. And now we know Deshaun Watson's coming back. So what do we factor in as far as like, okay, the Deshaun Watson effect and not only the Deshaun Watson effect, but games against the Texans, games against the Saints, game against the game against the Steelers. So if there'll be favorites in all three of those, right? So we would need one more win out of the Commanders, Bengals, and Ravens. So essentially, if they win the games they're favored, they would need to win one of the games in which they are not. And you know, who knows, but like the Washington, I mean, the commander's game, who knows? Maybe that's, maybe that's not even a, a situation where they're an underdog, right? I mean, maybe mm-hmm. it's kind of a, almost a pick them type one point ish type situation um, by the time they played them in week 17. So that one is at least interesting to me because Cleveland should be again, should be better with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. And certainly if there is any rust and all that, like what a great landing spot in yeah. week 13 to come back against the Texans. Can the Packers get three more wins against the Bears, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, and Lions? And we know two of those should be an automatic. I mean, they should be an automatic. Yes, not going to say that they are because it's still Green Bay this year, which has dropped seven of their last eight games. Um, And they did lose to the Lions 15 to nine back on November 6th. But the Rams and Bears should be gimmies. That should be no problem. I don't think they beat Miami or Minnesota. But then it's a matter of can they get that third win or not? Because if you think no, the under six and a half for their win total is a plus 125 price. Yeah, that would be, I mean, for me, that would be the only bet because let's be for real. Where's the motivation? You know, like where's the motivation well, for this team? Well, and that's the thing is if they're mathematically eliminated and Rodgers does hang them up. Because he says like, I'm, I'll just go ahead and get my, my, finger fixed or whatever, you know, or something like that. Cause like if they, yeah, well, like and, that's, said, and what he has said is that he mm-hmm. will reevaluate that once they are mathematically eliminated, even though it feels like their season is done because it is, they're not putting that to bed until the numbers say so. Yeah. And so it's, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for, you know, they lose this week miraculously, which I don't think they should, they, they should win. But like if they lose this week, I mean, that would be game over on this one. Yep. You know, like that would be game over on this bet. So it would certainly be an under a pass for me. On that one. I think the other one that is fairly interesting to me is Cincinnati sitting at seven and four. And even that schedule is kind of brutal for Cincinnati. I do think that this team is kind of on the upswing here. And can they win three of their final games? Look, there's there's some real tough teams on there. They play Kansas City this week, obviously, but again, only two point dogs in that thing. They play the Bills. The Bills are we're still awaiting to kind of see what that defense is going to look like for the Bills. I mean, a lot of these injuries that are super key for that team might not uh, might might not pan out in their way. You know, I mean, it mm-hmm. might be like it might go the opposite direction. So, 
I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for Cincinnati there. They play the Ravens. They play the Patriots. They'll, they'll be favored in both of those games. Then they play the Browns and the Bucks, and they'll be favored against those against those guys as well. So um, three wins for Cincinnati on the overside seems interesting, despite the fact that it looks like on the surface that that schedule is pretty tough moving down the stretch. I know we've talked about the Raiders a number of times already this mm-hmm. this show with the game against the Chargers coming up here, but are you of a belief that these last two overtime wins and the chemistry that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are bringing to the table, Jacobs doing what he's doing on the ground, like is that, an, is that kind of a springboard for them this back half of the season? Um, they do have a few tough games to close out the year against San Francisco and Kansas city. But before that, the chargers, the Rams, Patriots and Steelers, could there be opportunity for them to bank some wins there? Where are we looking at? What is their number? So they're six and a half. They need three. They've got to win three of those final six. And if that's why I'm asking, if you think this could be a springboard for them to potentially win three of those four or maybe even five. Oh man. Cause like, well, two for sure. Right. I mean like, like Rams and Steelers, they should win those yes. games. Like, so you should have two in the bank. Then you just need to either upset the chargers or the Patriots and, and the get, 49ers and who are kind of a wonky. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at times. and again, like if the Raiders play, if the Raiders play in the best that they can play in a game, they could hang with any, with any one of these teams, I think, except for the chiefs left. Like I th- yeah, if they yeah pl- that's why I, I just said yeah. of, of the next four yeah. or five games because yeah. I just think that the Chiefs is a no-brainer. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is that wild card, though. What if the Chiefs by week 18 do have the number one seed locked up? Then then there is that that, it, that comes into play for this Raiders schedule as well because mm-hmm. if the Chiefs have the one seed locked up, might not be a total like sit the starters the whole game thing, but it might be the whole Andy Reid says, okay, they play the first quarter. And just just so they don't get super rusty, and then we get them all out of there, and then you know, and, and and we get backups the rest of the game. So there is that that could be playing in your favor with the Raiders as well, if you wanted to play the over on them. That's even money for them to go over six and a half. If you think they stay under and they're not capable of getting three wins in the next six, minus one twenty. But those were just some that, as I was clicking through here, I was like, hmm, yeah, maybe. Maybe they could do something here. Um, we have to update our power rankings when we come back here on Beeson Final Countdown. Our top 10. Mine, actually, very minimal movement from a week ago. Okay. I felt like a lot of teams didn't really change their status in my mind. So we'll see how that compares with what you have had shifted over the last week. My power ratings are amazing. I thought you were going to say a mess. No. <laughs> we'll be right back on Visa Final Countdown. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough 
introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the World Cup in full spring. Now is the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match day and get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest lines, odds, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all of the action. It's a whole new game. Welcome back into VSIN Final Countdown. Stormy Von Tony and Matt Brown with you here. Um, I know we talked a little bit with JVT earlier about a game that he is eyeing in mm-hmm. the NBA, but a number of lines we could probably update for the yeah, people at home. Yeah, just, uh, just three games in the association tonight. Two early tips, one late tip. we got the Knicks and the Pistons at 710 Eastern. The Knicks are four-and-a-half-point road favorites in that one. 226-and-a-half is your total. 730 Eastern, got the Warriors and the Mavericks. That is just a one-point game in favor of the Warriors. 227-and-a-half. Your total there. And then the late tip with the Clippers and the Blazers. Blazers are three and a half point home favorites, a total of 211. Talked to Danielle a little bit earlier. She dug into this game and is on Nurkic PRA over in this one. So if you want to play that, she is, uh, that's where she's sitting. And if you're betting early morning World Cup, early morning World Cup, because I know you are. Of course. Tunisia and France. Wait, France is one of your teams. France is one of my teams. Oh, I got to have Tunisia. I need Let's to be, go. I'm a big You're Tunisia take fan. You're going the plus 750 dog. Big Tunisia fan tomorrow. Uh, plus 750 on Tunisia. France is a minus 250 favorite. If you want the draw, plus 370. Australia and Denmark. Denmark a big favorite, minus 210. Australia is 6-1 to one if you think that they can pull it out. Draw. Plus 340, and then the second wave of games, Poland and Argentina. Oh, you've got a lot, you got a couple of teams going tomorrow. Yes, I do. Oh, you could you yes, could take I a do. nice little lead on me there. Uh Poland plus seven fifty, Argentina minus two twenty-five, the draws plus three thirty, and then Saudi Arabia and Mexico. Mexico minus one forty-five, Saudi Arabia plus three eighty, the draw there is plus three ten. You know what I'm gonna 
if we do, because I can just poke the little buttons here on DraftKings. If all four games, Go if to we took draw. the draw, if we if we parlayed <laughs> all four games, what's the payout? It is plus thirty six thousand three hundred and fifty eight. <laughs> this is amazing. That would be nice. We have not had. Your $100 bet will win you 36458 if all four of these soccer games go to draw. We have had a lot of draws, but not all in the same day. And probably not in these games probably where these teams in. are like plus yes, 750. These are massive like, favorites. Yeah, massive, massive. Although, I mean, we have seen a few. Um, we saw the Saudi Arabia upset outright. Mm-hmm. England, even USA, that was a big that was a big game to be. Did a you see draw. they all got Rolls the Royces? Cameroon all draw. Rolls Royce I, Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce I. Did you see all of the Saudi Arabian players? Because I think it would of, just be Rolls Royce. Of just you know? yeah, not Rolls Royces, just yeah, Rolls just Royce. Rolls-Royce. They all got Rolls Royce. No, no. Rolls Royce I. <laughs> anyway, they're all getting Rolls Royce cars. <laughs> they're all getting cars made by Rolls Royce. Must have missed that one. Yes, uh, for for their for their upset win. Very like, cool. Whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, well, when your you know, nation just I'm prints. I'm pretty jealous. Yeah, prints the money. That is cool. Yeah. Um, in case prints you missed it, which I know you did not, the mm-hmm. U.S. did advance in the World Cup out of the group stage today with the 1-0 victory over Iran today. And it was a little bit of a sweat there late when they added the nine minutes of stoppage time. It was a little bit nerve-wracking, but we got there. Cash oh, those tickets. Already have the good. line out. Netherlands minus 110. USA plus 340. A draw. Is plus two thirty five in that one. Netherlands plus off, fresh off a two nil victory today against Qatar, the home country who is knocked out. Here's here's my dilemma. You know what my dilemma is? What is it? Rooting against. Oh, against your team for our bet. Mm. 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 I have to I have to root against <laughs> our country for my bet against you. You just can't you. tell anybody. Yeah, I think you might just want to keep that to yourself if you do yeah, do that because USA yeah. is the way to go, baby. I'm gonna um, bet all draws tomorrow. If I'm gonna come here like thirty six thousand dollars, I'm just I'm doing it. Well, as we go Bam. from football back to football, get mm. our pro tip of the hour. We have one every single hour here on the network. 20 of them every single day, searchable on vcin.com by sport and by show. But today's pro tip is just a reminder about teasers because we talked a lot about the plus eight and a half we took with the Steelers last night. You can roll over teasers from week to week. So just because the Steelers played in technically week 12 doesn't mean you can't pair it up with something in week 13. I personally have the Steelers plus eight and a half from last night that I'm hoping will come home with the Ravens minus two and a half this coming weekend. So just don't forget you can roll over these teasers from week to week. That is our pro tip, actionable insights. Become a subscriber today, vcin.com slash subscribe. Thursday, Canada and Morocco. That's I need that. I need a big Canada win in that one to get the two points. Because mm, I get the I get the bonus point because it's the because it's the long yeah. shot team. See that could be a good See, one. See, and that's what bugs me because they they're slight, only slight dogs in that one. I too. know that's yeah. one that is very possible for you to squeak this a could point be, this out could of. Be a squ- and that's swing annoying game for us. because yeah. Canada's already eliminated, but yeah. they still have the game. This could be a big swing game for us. Mm. $10,000 on the line in this bet. Both of my teams in action tomorrow are pretty good favorites, so I hope that. I can maintain ten this million, ten thousand Canadian dollars. In, is this actually? If I win, is that the only way in reality I get the hot dog maker? Is that how this is really going to happen? <laughs> That's your prize. That's my here's prize. Your, here's your prize. I'll present it to you By like way, we're our own prices, right? No one has given me any suggestions in the Twitter feed for what I can get Matt for Christmas. 
he's obviously getting me something so heartfelt. They dug deep. You'll use for years. That, for years to come yeah, with this hot dog years. maker. So mm -hmm. for those of you that, you know, were longtime listeners of Primetime <laughs> Action, you know this guy in and out. Help a sister out as we are developing this relationship. And I yes. need to get him a fun Christmas gift. Uh, let's get to our updated All power right, rankings here it. in the NFL. One through ten, like we do every week around this time. And our top threes have remained the same, albeit in a slightly different order. You have Chiefs, Bills, Eagles. I have Chiefs, Eagles, Bills. Yeah, this, for me, the Bills are the team that could, I mean, listen, I still think they're a top four team no matter what, but I think has maybe the most volatility of these top four teams for me because on the defensive side of the ball, they're still pretty beat up, and if they can't get some of these guys back at some point here over the next mm -hmm. couple of weeks, I mean, I think that there is... I think there is a little bit of vulnerability to, the, to this team. And so we see that this 49er squad, even when they play like pretty much garbage on offense, I mean, they played pretty terribly on offense this yeah. past week. The defense is so good. They can still just get it done even when they play like garbage. And this Eagles team, to their credit, now they're, this, is, this is one reason that people can poke holes in the Eagles. Also another reason they should give credit even in these close games, they have figured out ways to win them, right? right. I mean, like, like they're yes, you could sit there and try to say, well, they shouldn't have been close in the first place, or yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. However, they found out ways to win those games. So I there is that. That's my argument, honestly, and mm -hmm. that's why I've kept them up there. They are still the team with the best record in the National Football League to this point, but I think we all can clearly see whether it's a numbers thing or an eye test thing that the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are the best team in the National Football League. But yeah. I, I just – the Bills with the injuries, and we talked about that with Vinny Maiulo mm -hmm. on the show yesterday as well. That's something that gives me pause. The fact that they dropped back-to-back -back games against teams that they shouldn't have and then came back out, and yeah, they ended up beating the Lions and the Browns, but should it have been that close, there's no way. And yeah. so just things like that that just made me air off of them a little bit. We also have our next two, four, and five. Same teams, just flip-flopped a little bit, which is funny that you have the team that I am a fan of it for, mm -hmm. and I have them five, but the 49ers, four, and Cowboys, and I have them flopped there. Um, and, and again, simply because neither one of these teams have really done anything to change my opinion of them drastically. My list, Matt, notice there are no arrows up and down. Mm -hmm. I kept my list exactly the same as it was last well, week. Well, and, and listen, we talked to we talked to Vinny yesterday about this, and and you know he had he was basically saying there's not really that big of a difference between the Eagles, Niners, and Cowboys mm -hmm. in in their power ratings, right? Uh, he had the Eagles and 49ers at about a pick, said the Eagles maybe would be a point favorite on a neutral field, and then he had the Cowboys just a point off of that. So right, like so, really, all three of those NFC teams are right, right there. As far as power rating standpoint, now we'll get on a little bit further. Bengals, Dolphins, uh, Vikings for me come in at six, seven, eight. I asked him about Bengals and Dolphins, where he said they would probably come in at about three points worse than either the Chiefs or the Bills. I think we're seeing that play out kind of this week as far as the Chiefs and Bengals game, right? I mean, it's sitting at two and it's a home field. Yeah. If you give one point for home field advantage, it comes out right on that. Okay, good deal there. Um, you. And I both like the Dolphins a good bit. They still sit there at seven. The Vikings, though, so this is an interesting one for me. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they got dogged 40-3 to against the Cowboys two weeks ago, and I took that as, okay, this is a game that I'm just going to kind of sidestep here as an off night, put it to rest, see how they bounce back. They ultimately did on Thanksgiving, get that win and cover against the Patriots. Now the way that their schedule shakes out ahead, they've got the Jets, Lions, Colts, 
uh, Giants again. Or no, sorry. The Jets, Lions, Colts, Giants, Packers. I mean, everything is just shaping up for them down the stretch yeah. to have a solid end of their season that I figure they're just going to keep on getting better. And to further just explain, I think there's a top eight teams. Like, we had to put nine and ten. Yeah. The Chargers and Ravens are pretenders, in my opinion. They are not real contenders. And I think that the Titans, too, who I have mm. at ten, fit in that as well. Stick around on VSIN because VSIN Prime Time with Sean and Tim is coming up next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.